Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs, and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hey lovelies, how have you been? It's been such a long time. I'm so happy to be back with you today to record another episode. And today's topic is really fun. We're going to talk about initiating sex. But before we dive in, I just wanted to quickly let you know of some good news that I have. I have put together a free course for you on desire and how to create lasting passion in your relationship. Now, this short course is for you if any of the following resonates. You're single or in a relationship and you have little or no desire for sex and this lack of sex drive is bothering you. Or you're in a relationship and at the beginning you felt a lot of sexual desire for your partner, but over time that desire became less and less and you want to know how to want your partner again. Uh, this course is also for you if you and your partner seem to experience different levels of sexual desire and you'd like to know how to bridge that gap. Or if you just want to learn more about desire and how it works and you're just curious. So I will put the link to the free course on the episode summary but you can access it on my website and that's www.morganhorn.com slash access turned on. So the course is called turned on. I should have probably mentioned that at the start. <laughs> so it's www.morganhorn.com slash access turned on all in one word. Okay. And I will, like I said, I will put the link to the course in the, in the summary of this episode. So today we're talking about initiating sex. This is a big one for many of my female clients. At the start of my program, we lay out your objectives, what you want to accomplish with the program. And so many of you list that you want to be able to initiate sex and that you want to take a more active role in your intimacy with your partner. So let's talk about it. And before we go into the house of initiating sex, I want to start by asking you what I ask my clients. And that is, why is it that you want to initiate more? Because I think that so many of my clients initially want this for the wrong reasons. And if you have worked with me, you'll know that I don't tell you what is right or wrong. How would I know? But I do tell you that there are things that are right or wrong for you. And the way you know if something is right or wrong for you is by checking in with yourself. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do now. Does your reason for wanting to initiate sex make you feel good or does it make you feel icky or pressured? Many women I coach come to me wanting to learn how to initiate sex because they think it's something they should quote-unquote, be able to do, as if initiating sex was somehow a skill 
that everyone should master or a sign that you are sexually whole, that you're healed from all sexual blockages, that you're a real turned on person. And often they do it to please their partner, either because they think that this is what their partner wants or because their partner has expressed wanting someone who initiates sex more. Now, if this is you, let me ask you this. How does it feel to want to initiate from that place? Does it feel fun, playful? Does it feel juicy? Does it feel exciting? Does it feel empowering? My guess is not. It probably feels heavy. It feels stressful, intimidating. You might even experience some resentment, like, why should I have to do this? Why should I have to want to initiate sex? And I think that there is a misconception around what it means to initiate and what it means to be sexual, to be someone who loves sex and who's a good lover. As I see it, it's about being sexually alive, about embracing your sexual power and fully owning that part of you, starting by understanding how you function and what your body responds to. And yes, that partly entails getting rid of blockages like sexual shame. And if you're not initiating sex because something is holding you back, we definitely want to look into that. And we will talk about this a bit more in a minute. But I want to start this discussion by offering you my perspective on initiating. Initiating sex just means initiating sex. That's it. It's not good or bad. It just is. Initiating sex does not have to carry any meaning like initiating sex means you're good in bed or a real turned on woman, a sexual goddess. Just like not initiating sex does not have to mean that you're a lousy lover, that you're broken or less than. Initiating sex is a neutral action you take. It's a circumstance. It just means you wanted to have sex and you went for it. Like you would go to the fridge if you were hungry or you would go to bed if you were feeling tired. You don't get a gold star for that, do you? Oh, what a wonderful eater you are. Oh my God, you're the best sleeper I've ever met. No, right? So my question to you is, from the perspective that initiating sex just means initiating sex and it's not good or bad, does it still feel important to you? Do you still feel like it's something you want to do more and why? I just want you to check in with yourself and I want you to love your reasons for wanting to initiate. A good reason for you will feel good. For example, it will be because you think it's exciting, because it gets you in a playful energy, because it makes you feel powerful, because you enjoy being that hands-on person who takes charge and goes after what she wants, because you feel turned on and sexually alive when in that energy. But if this is just the next thing you use to beat yourself up for being inadequate and not good enough, babe, let's do some coaching on this, shall we? Your reason for doing anything in life should not feel heavy and wear you down, okay? Now, let's talk about partners asking for it, because 
I see this dynamic a lot, especially among heterosexual couples. Many women tell me that their male partners ask them to initiate sex more. And here again, nothing wrong with wanting a partner who initiates sex. But I think that for a lot of people, the reasoning behind this want of theirs pretty much comes down to misconceptions and our lack of education around all things sexuality. You know, I've talked about desire and how it works on multiple occasions. I've even made episodes just about desire. But in a nutshell, scientific studies have shown that a majority of men experience spontaneous desire. That means that little sexual stimuli is needed for them to want sex. It just happens spontaneously. And many women, on the other hand, report experiencing responsive desire, which requires more stimulation. Their desire is called responsive because it responds to something, right? And generally, that something is pleasure. So they will start to feel desire when intimacy has already started. For example, while making out. The pleasure of making out will lead to arousal, and only then do they think, I want to have sex. Now, what often happens in relationships where one partner experiences spontaneous desire and the other partner responsive desire, and just to keep scenarios simple, we'll talk about men for spontaneous desire and women for responsive, but I want to make clear that this is not always the case. Some men experience responsive desire, some women experience spontaneous desire, a lot has to do with context as well. And I'll tell you more about this in a second. And this dynamic also impacts homosexual couples. You can experience either type of desire, spontaneous, responsive, regardless of your gender. But because statistically spontaneous affects more men and responsive more women, I'll just refer to it that way to make my life easier today. Okay? So as I was saying, what I often observe in relationships where one partner experiences spontaneous desire and the other partner responsive desire is that the partner who experiences spontaneous desire will often feel rejected because he's often, if not always, the one initiating sex. And when he does, his partner doesn't always reciprocate or even often turns him down. Of course, not knowing about the different expressions of desire, he will think that his partner is rejecting him specifically. He doesn't know that at that moment, what she's rejecting is the idea of sex because her desire has not yet been stimulated enough. And so to avoid rejection, he's going to stop initiating and will ask her to initiate when she feels like having sex. The problem being that if she doesn't know how to stimulate her own desire, they'll end up in a dead end. And as time passes, this dynamic will reinforce his feeling of rejection and she'll start feeling rejected too because he no longer shows her a sign that he wants her. And sometimes this happens for so long, like several years, that they don't know how to find each other again. It becomes too awkward, too complicated. It feels unattainable, right? Another sort of thought error I see is when the partner with spontaneous desire associates wanting with initiating. 
So if his wife doesn't initiate, that must mean she doesn't want sex or has a lower sex drive than he does, which is not always accurate. If his wife or partner has a more responsive type of desire, it makes sense that she wouldn't initiate as much as him because she needs pleasure to happen before she gets in the mood. It's not quite the same thing as not wanting sex. It's more like not feeling it just yet. I also see partners with spontaneous desire feeling frustrated because they want more sex and it seems that their partner doesn't want sex as often as they do. They can feel stuck because on the one hand, they love their partner and want to be with them, but at the same time, they just want more sex. And on the other hand, the partner with more responsive desire will often come to me feeling exhausted and depleted, sometimes even resentful. She has the impression that she gives so much already, and having to make the effort to want sex to please her partner feels like too much and quite unfair. She'll sometimes wonder why her libido is so low. She'll wonder if something is wrong with her or if she's broken somehow. Wanting sex can even feel out of reach, and this creates a lot of pain because she too loves her partner and wants to have that amazing and passionate relationship, but she just doesn't feel the need to have sex that much, and she wishes her partner didn't either. Another dynamic I also see is the partner with a more responsive desire feeling used because when her partner shows her affection, it quickly becomes sexual. So she's under the impression that all her partner is interested in is sex and that he's only affectionate when he wants some. But what happens is that for the partner with spontaneous desire, it's just so easy to get triggered that what started as a hug or an affectionate kiss can quickly arouse him and be enough for him to want more. That doesn't mean he had an agenda when he went to hug or kiss his partner, right? So I just wanted to give you a lowdown of the type of misunderstandings I see among relationships, all because we're uneducated around sex and desire. And so our reasons for wanting a partner who initiates or our reasons for wanting to initiate are not always founded. And by that, I mean that when we understand the science behind desire and why we might initiate more than our partner or vice versa, it's no longer a big deal for many of us, I think. We just learn how our desire operates and we work with it. And I'll share my example. I have a lot of spontaneous desire and therefore I initiate sex a lot. In fact, I've always been the one who initiates the most in all my relationships, but I had never even noticed this until I became a sex coach and clients started bringing up the issue. I had never even realized that I'm the one initiating 90% of the time. The reason this hasn't been a pain point in my intimacy is because all my partners have been men and most of them had a spontaneous desire as well. I just had a higher sex drive, so I would initiate but when I did, they pretty much always reciprocated. And so things worked out well in that regard. Now, had I not known everything I know now about desire, and had I dated men with a more responsive desire who might have turned me down more often when I initiated, 
I would have most likely felt rejected and wondered if something was wrong with our relationship. This would have for sure been an issue for me. But now that I know that I initiate a lot because that's how I'm wired, if my partner doesn't initiate as much or doesn't always reciprocate when I initiate, I don't take it personally. I now know why I initiate so much and I'm totally fine with being the one starting things. Like I said, I don't even notice. And if I get turned down, I can get curious and try to understand what might be happening for my partner. I know that my partner saying no has nothing to do with me, but rather everything to do with him and what's preventing him from accessing his desire at that moment. Could be work stress, exhaustion, whatever. And there are ways to work around this. I coach my clients on this all the time. So to summarize all this, if you've been wanting to initiate sex more, I invite you to first ask yourself why. And whether you love your reasons for wanting to initiate, do they feel good? Now that you know what you know about initiating sex and why in relationships there is often a partner who initiates more, is it still a big deal for you? If your partner is the one initiating most of the time and they have expressed wanting you to initiate more, share with them what you have learned today. Chances are they don't know why you don't initiate sex and they have been misinterpreting your quote-unquote lack of initiative. Okay, now that we have covered the basics and we know why we initiate or we don't, let's get into the house. How can we initiate more? Honestly, you don't need my help on the logistics of initiating sex. Initiating is not complicated. I will give you practical tips, I promise, but what you're really asking help with is this. If you're in a relationship where your partner has a more responsive desire than yours and you tend to be the one initiating, your partner has likely been turning you down more often than you'd like and you want to know what you can do to get them to say yes more often. And if you're in a relationship where your partner has a more spontaneous desire than yours, they have been initiating sex more often than you and what you'd like to know is how you can get in the mood for sex more often so that you can be the one to initiate as well and not always wait for your partner to start things so you can get in the mood. Now, if you're the former, my answer to you is going to be a short one. It is not your job to get your partner in the mood. Sure, you can create an environment that will help your partner ease into things, once you understand how your partner's desire works and what pushes their gas pedal and makes them want sex, you can start to speak their language. Of course, I encourage you to be an attentive lover who cares about their partner's well-being and loves giving them pleasure. But ultimately, you could be doing all the right things and pushing all the right buttons and your partner might still be a no. That's because desire is an emotion we feel and that is caused by our thoughts. And you are not in control of your partner's brain. You can only be responsible for your desire and your partner is responsible for theirs. They have to first understand what turns them on, what turns them off, and only then will they be able to create more desire for themselves. Now, if you're the latter and have been wanting to initiate sex more, 
Let's get down to business. Like I said, I don't think you need help with the house so much. And to be honest, initiating is less about what you do and more about the intention, the energy behind what you do. To give you an example, I was talking to a client recently who did a boob dance for her husband. Had she danced naked with the intention to be goofy, to be silly, to be funny, this wouldn't qualify as initiating, would it? But doing a boob dance with the intention to arouse your partner, looking into their eyes with that, mm, I want you kind of look, your body moving with sensuality, showing them that you want them, that's totally initiating. You could be eating a spoon of Nutella and call it initiating with the right look on your face. Initiating really is about showing your partner that you want them. That's it. Now, you can do this in so many ways. And here goes the practical examples. Sexting during the day, telling your partner all the things you are going to do to them or all the things you want them to do to you, flirting with them and telling them how sexy they look, kissing them with passion, touching them the way you know they like to be touched, grabbing their hand and touching yourself with it, giving them a massage, planning a fun date, sending them a calendar invite with fire emojis and aubergines and peaches or whatever body parts you want to include there. Honestly, there are millions of ways you can go about this. What I would advise you to do, though, is to speak their language, to speak your partner's language. For instance, if you know that your partner loves a clean house, maybe start by cleaning the house and showing them that you care before anything else. Like I often say, intimacy starts way outside of the bedroom, and initiating can include non-sexual actions and behaviors. Get to know what your partner is into, and most importantly, what tends to turn them off, and start from there. And to figure out what turns your partner on, you can ask them what they like. If they don't know what they like, you can explore this together, and you'll both see pretty quickly what seems to work or not. There was a study on initiation styles conducted in 2021 by Dr. Petra Zebrov. I haven't read the study, but it was basically a questionnaire to assess people's preference for how intimacy is started by a partner. And there are four main initiation styles according to the study. Sensation initiation style, sentimental emotional initiation style, seductive erotic initiation style, and surrender initiation style. Each style is different. Sensation types will rely on their senses for sexual arousal, so physical touch is a big one for sure. People who are more sentimental, emotional, will feel aroused when they feel an emotional connection towards their partner. So gestures that build on the connection and the romance of the relationship will be a turn-on for them. Seductive erotic types will be turned on by the thought of sex, the fantasy, the taboo, the novelty. And people who like to surrender will be aroused by a partner who takes charge that way, in an environment where they feel they can fully let go and surrender. So 
If you and your partner don't really know where to start, taking the quiz online can be a fun thing to do. If you just Google sex initiation style quiz, you will find it. But honestly, I think that just talking about it together and exploring together is just as fun or more. I haven't personally taken the quiz. I can relate to the four types of initiation, to be honest, and at least three of them are for sure major turn-ons for me. So I can't say it enough. Initiating is not complicated. The logistics of it are not, at least. What is most likely happening if you're not initiating sex and you want to initiate sex is that something is either getting in the way of you wanting sex in the first place, and because you don't want sex, you don't initiate, or something is getting in the way of you taking the action of initiating, or both. So let's look at the most common things I come across in sessions, and hopefully this will be a game changer for you. Number one, you're not initiating because you're making it more complicated than it has to be. How's that for a reason? We kind of talked about this already, but I just want to quickly elaborate on this because I see this coming up in sessions where a client is at the point where they feel ready to initiate. They feel excited even. They want their partner. They want to have sex, but they freeze because they're like, how do I do this? What if I don't know what to do? What if it doesn't work? And I think that for the last one, it partly comes also from a fear of rejection. You know, what if I initiate and my partner turns me down? So first of all, like we discussed, initiating is not that complicated. There's no right or wrong way to initiate. What you want to do is just show your partner that you want them and try to speak their language as you do it. You also want to keep in mind that you're coming at it from your brain, not your partner's brain. If your partner has been the one initiating, they likely have a more spontaneous desire than yours. It may have been difficult for you to get in the mood, but it might be very easy for your partner. You don't need to over-engineer this. If your partner is a spontaneous desire type of person, it will be pretty easy to get them going. Now, about the fear of being rejected, if your partner has been the one initiating most of the time, chances are you have turned them down before, right? Would you say that you rejected them, that you didn't want them, that this was about them? No, right? What you rejected at that moment was the idea of sex. You either weren't in the mood or something was going on that made it difficult for you to feel turned on. But this was totally about you, not them. So if you've been contemplating initiating sex but are not doing it because you're afraid that your partner might say no, just remember that them saying no is about them, not you. They are not rejecting you. If you offered to make your partner a cup of coffee and they said, no thanks, I'm sure you'd be fine. You'd understand that they just don't feel like having coffee right at that moment. And I don't think you would feel like they are rejecting your coffee because your coffee is undesirable, right? You wouldn't think it's the end of your relationship. Okay, reason for not initiating number two You're not initiating because you don't want sex. You're not aroused. 
Again, this is often the case when we have a more responsive desire. We need stimulation to get in the mood, and so we tend to wait for our partner to stoke our desire. And if that's you, I encourage you to explore your turn-ons and turn-offs so that you can create an environment that is conducive to you wanting sex. That both means turning on the ons, doing the things that you know help you get in the mood, but also, and even most importantly, turning off the offs, getting rid of the things that get in the way of you accessing your desire. And there's no magic wand here. It takes a lot of self-exploration. It may require some inner work. And this is what we do in coaching, hint, hint. But the rewards are so worth it because once you understand yourself deeply, once you know what activates you, once you unshame the shame you have around intimacy and make peace with the trauma that has been keeping you from stepping into your beautiful orgasmic energy, because it's there, trust me, man, life is beautiful. It truly is. And from there, you will have no problem initiating because you'll know how to activate yourself. You won't need someone else to do it for you. Of course, being intimate with someone is about meeting the other person halfway. It's about sharing, about give and take. But expecting your partner to be in charge of your pleasure is relinquishing your power and agency over your pleasure. It's so debilitating. Wouldn't you rather take responsibility for your pleasure? Because from that place of taking responsibility, you can start stepping into your sexual power and claim ownership of your sexuality. It's incredibly freeing. Okay, reason for not initiating number three. You're not initiating because you're afraid you're not going to go through with it. Again, this is often the case of people with a more responsive desire. Part of you wants to initiate, but then you start worrying whether you will actually be aroused enough to go all the way. You're afraid to start something and then turn down your partner last minute. Maybe you're afraid to disappoint them or to be seen as a quote-unquote tease, and so you don't even try. Now, there are a couple of things I want to recommend if that is you. The first thing is communication. Manage expectations beforehand. Why not tell your partner, babe, I want to try something new here, but I'm not sure how this is going to go. Are you up for it? Take the pressure off. Make it playful. I'm sure your partner will be thrilled to know that you are thinking of them that way, that you do want and desire them, but that you're still figuring out the engineering on your end. The second thing I want to say about this is you don't have to be in charge all the way if that is an apprehension of yours. Initiating is just about showing your partner that you want them in whatever shape or form. Once you show them that you want them, they will likely take over, especially if your partner tends to have a more spontaneous desire. So again, if you're afraid you won't be aroused enough to follow through, what if all you need to do is show your partner that you're interested and then allow them to help you get fully there? Showing them that you want them will likely be a major turn on for them and a game changer in your relationship. But you don't have to reverse roles completely. 
And the last thing I want to recommend, if you're afraid to initiate and then not be aroused enough to follow through, is to get to know yourself enough that you can tell the difference between when it's a hell no and when it's a maybe. Check in with your body beforehand. What is your emotional and physical state? Is it a hell no for your body? And if it is, don't initiate sex. Your body is telling you that it isn't ready for it, that something else is going on. Perhaps you're not feeling emotionally or physically safe in that moment. Don't push yourself that way. It's time to get curious. What is going on with my body right now? What does my body need? How can I show myself love in this moment? Now, if when you check in with your body, you feel that it's a maybe, that's when you can start playing with the idea of initiating sex. Ask yourself, what can I think and do that will get me closer to a yes? And take it from there. You can also communicate that with your partner. Babe, I'm feeling a maybe here. Want to roll with it? Again, make it playful. Take the edge off. You can even have a fun code with your partner when you're kind of up for it, but not totally sure it's going to be a definitive yes. And if when you two get going, your maybe starts moving closer to a hell no, just honor that and stop. You told your partner you weren't sure how things were going to evolve. It's okay if it ends up being a no. You don't owe anyone anything. Have you ever felt like doing an activity and then realized last minute that you weren't feeling it after all? Like getting excited about going out and then last minute telling your partner or your friends, ah, I'm kind of tired. Do you mind if we take a rain check? Well, why would sex be any different? It's not. Okay. Reason for not initiating number four. You're not initiating because you're afraid to set a precedent. This is another one of the most common reasons for not initiating that I see coming up for the beautiful souls I coach. They avoid initiating sex because they're afraid that their partner will expect this to be the new norm. Okay, I will share something from a session with a dear client because hopefully you'll laugh as much as we did and it will make my point. My dear client wanted to watch a racy movie with her husband, but was afraid to set a precedent that if they watched that movie together, he would expect her to behave like the actress in the movie and that she would be held to that standard forever. Literally, the first thing that came to my mind was to ask her if she had ever watched one of those cooking shows with her husband, you know, the kind of cooking show where they, they have starred chefs cook the most elaborate dishes. Her answer was yes. And then I asked her, and your husband, of course, now expects you to be a starred chef who makes signature dishes, right? That's the new normal now that you've set that precedent. Naturally, we had a laugh about the situation. Of course, her husband didn't expect her to become a start chef overnight or ever just because they watched a cooking show together. The same rationale goes to initiating. If you have been playing with the idea of initiating sex, but you're afraid that after doing it once, you'll be held to that standard forever, you can relax. 
I really want to encourage you to see the world of sexuality as no different than other areas of your life. You wouldn't be afraid to try out ice skating or horse riding or any other new activity with your partner by fear of them expecting it to become a regular thing we're doing three times a week now, would you? Well, the same rules apply to sex. It's not a parallel universe, okay? Your partner is not going to change who they are and how they operate just because sometimes you like to initiate too. If they have been initiating, chances are they have a more spontaneous desire than yours. And this is not going to change just because sometimes you like to initiate sex too. On the contrary, if you start initiating sex once in a while, they will likely feel wanted. This will be a turn on for them. And by virtue of that, they will want you even more and will initiate when that happens. So they'll probably initiate sex even more. So you need not fear to set a precedent, okay? Okay, last reason to not initiate, number five. You're not initiating because you're afraid to be seen a certain way. This is, again, a common reason I see, specifically for women, being afraid to be seen as someone who is sexual, being afraid to be seen as a quote-unquote slut, worrying that initiating sex will make some kind of a statement and that it will say something about your moral character, about you as a person. <sighs> Where do I start? I could dedicate a hundred podcast episodes just on this. So all I will say is that this is coming from shame. This is coming from patriarchal socialization, from purity culture, telling you that there is a way to be quote unquote proper, to be quote unquote a good person, and more specifically, a good woman, and that the rest is undignified wrong behavior. And if this is where you are, if you are refraining from living your sex life as you deep down desire because you feel shame and are afraid to be perceived a certain way, babe, let's coach on this, please. I promise you that there is another way, one that is free from shame and judgment and filled with love, acceptance, and compassion. You don't need to choose between being a quote-unquote good human being and your desires. They are not in conflict. Okay, let me summarize what we said today because I threw a lot of information at you. So how to initiate more. First of all, number one, you want to make sure you love your reasons for wanting to initiate sex. If you're doing it because you think it would be fun, because it turns you on, because it makes you feel powerful and alive, because you want to surprise your partner, because you love the idea of turning them on, because you want to spice up your sex life, because you're excited about trying new things, or any other reason that feels good to you, I say, yes, go for it, baby. But if, on the other hand, you're contemplating initiating sex because you think something is wrong with you for not initiating, that a fully healed sexual woman would initiate and that you're just broken or incomplete for missing that gene, remember, initiating just means initiating. 
It means I want to have sex with my partner. And so I let my partner know that I want them. That's it. It's a neutral action that says nothing good or bad about you. Number two, once you love your reasons for wanting to initiate, get curious about what turns your partner on. Try to speak their language as much as possible. But remember, this doesn't have to be complicated. Don't over-engineer, okay? Just show your partner that you love and appreciate them and that you want them. That's what initiating is all about, showing your partner that you want them, period. Number three, remember that if things don't go as you had hoped or expected, it doesn't mean something has gone wrong. If your partner doesn't reciprocate, remember that they're not rejecting you. Get curious. What might be going on for them? I'm sure you'll pretty soon find out that they don't want to have sex for a reason that has nothing to do with you. And if your partner is a yes, but then you realize that you don't feel ready for more after all, it's okay to change your mind. You don't owe anyone anything, not even your husband or wife, okay? And number four, have fun with this. Be playful. There is no right or wrong way to do this. Okay, lovelies, I hope this was helpful. Now go initiate sex and report back. Seriously, though, send me a DM on Instagram or an email telling me how it went. My contact details are listed on the episode summary. I love receiving your feedback and hearing about all the great stuff that happens when you apply the tools from this podcast. So please share your feedback with me. I love, love, love hearing from you. Okay, I love you and look forward to speaking to you very soon. Bye. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with, and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.